Hey, what's up, what's up, y'all? It's Will here at Schedule Fly, Monday the 13th of July. And once again, I'm very thankful to have Angela Salamanca on the phone. Uh, Angela is longtime owner of Centro in Raleigh, uh, uh, sort of a, an iconic place in Raleigh that's been around. It's an institution there, and then recently opened Ex Voto and Durham Food Hall. Uh, which has been a long time coming and has had all kinds of crazy things happen. And now COVID hit this spring, and I don't even know where to start. I mean, you and I talked, it wasn't even that long ago, Angela, but it seems like things are changing so fast recently. So uh, catch me up on how you're doing and how your team's doing. Uh, you you forgot to mention Gallo. Oh, yes, Gallo. Well, <laughs> which, is, which is where we actually, the last time I was hanging out with you, where we hung out. And, uh, yeah. And had some awesome mezcal. Yeah, that's um, uh, so. Let's see. To answer your question, uh, um, let's see. We are doing okay. What do you mean? What do you mean we're doing okay? What does that mean? Uh, we're doing. um, We still have a little bit of money in the bank. We've been able to work a little bit. Um, and, uh, I still haven't, uh, given up or lose all hope to me that it's, we're doing okay. <laughs> okay. I hear you. I agree. Now, are you, which, okay. So you guy is, are you open inside or outside or what? Cause I can't, I mean, is guy so, considered a bar? Is that part of, how does that Gaia work? Is considered a bar and. Okay. So the whole building has been closed for dining um, since March 16th. Mm. Centro started cooking for Durham Public Schools at the end of April. Okay. And we've been cooking about 1,000 to 2,000 school lunches every week. Pretty much consistently since the end of April, we, we kind of took a couple of weeks off there for some maintenance work in the kitchen. Um, that program runs out at the end of this month. What kind that of program pro- is that? Um, it's a program created by this nonprofit organization that matches local restaurants with public schools uh, so they can fill in the gap of uh, providing kids with nutritious um you know meals when school closed and they couldn't get you know so many kids get their get their food their main meals from the school system Hmm. um and when schools closed uh a, a lot of those kids lost that so these organization kind of stepped in um and quickly matched restaurants with this um system and got us working uh and it was a push well what organization is that um it's called food inside group but the program itself is called feast okay and i know that we got connected there through uh andrea rusing from lantern okay um you know she's always been a mentor for me and uh, in in the middle, you know, when 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 everything hit, she reached out and said, "Do you think that this is something you guys could do out of Durham?" And we had not had our um, 
health department inspection there. So I said, we can do it out of Durham, but we could totally do it out of Centro. It was going to take a little sorting out because we've never had to cook that way. Um, and margins are so, you know, like they pay you back um, a minimal amount per lunch. So we had to get really, really creative and smart on our costs. Hmm. Um, but we decided to do it. Um, and we've been doing it since the end of April. Who does the meal plan? Uh, what do you mean? Like who creates it? Yeah. Like how do you know what to cook? And uh, like, is So we it- just basically submit recipes that have to meet certain nutritional requirements for protein, vegetable, um, whole wheat grains. So we submit the recipe and it gets either approved or not. And then we have to tweak it and then we just... That's what we make every week. Um, gotcha. Okay. So, uh, you know, I had to do a little bit of research, uh, kind of like see if there were things that we already were doing that we could, you know, create in such volumes uh, that were fun, that were cost effective. Um, so it's been interesting. It's been a learning experience for sure. Uh, for everyone. A thousand meals a week. Is that just Monday through Friday, the school week? or? So... No, it varies. You know, we at some point we had three deliveries during the week. Now, now that it's summer, we only do one big delivery during the week. So we're we were we were cooking three days a week. Now we're doing two days a week, um, and at the end of July, that will end. It will end, and then what happens when the school year starts? I mean, I don't even know what what's yeah. going to happen when school year starts for your kids <laughs> i don't know <laughs> we don't we don't know but we know that the program will end um for us as it is right now uh at the end of july okay fair enough or right. like the amount of lunches that they're going to be needing are very minimal so i think we are the only restaurant in raleigh that is doing it everybody else is it's a local downtown it's a local durham restaurant Mm. Um, okay. So, but you know that has helped keep some sort of some sort of hope and some sort of movement in the building, which I think was super necessary for us because we, before that, we were closed for a full full weeks, like fully shut down, no lights, turn every single piece of equipment off gave everything we had in our refrigerators, freezers away. Uh, like, we shut the building down fully, and that was really painful to do. Yeah. So the, the school lunches thing has been uh, uh, just like a little lifeline. Are you, you – you, you're doing takeout at Centro, right? We just started doing it uh, three weeks ago. We okay. just finished our third weekend um, doing takeout. Just on weekends? Uh, so we're doing it Friday and Saturday um, from 4 to 7, uh, small menu. Uh, I don't know. I don't know, Will. I mean, we're not even meeting any any of the goals that we need to, to make it work. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what else to do about that. We're going to stick to it for another, you know, couple months uh, and try to be creative. But it's, it's it's a challenge. You're doing it Fridays and Saturdays? 
Fridays and Saturdays. And yeah. Just from four so to seven. So you can okay. start picking up. You can start ordering online from Thursday on, and then pickup is Friday and Saturday from four to seven. Um, we just did our first patio dinner uh, yesterday. Um, you know, we had been thinking about how do we use the patio at Gallo for dining. Yeah. Since we really, what well, we really are needing are liquor sales. We're mm. not going to make it on takeout. Yeah. You know, I mean, containers for takeout—it's an added cost. It's, it's just it, the the math is not there to make it work, and the volume is mm. not there to make it work either. So, what we have been trying to figure out is how do we do some liquor sales? We can't sell um, liquor to go because of the state laws. Why hasn't that changed? There's so many states that are allowing that. Would it make Well, a- I think there was a push to change it, but it did not go anywhere. Would it make a big difference, do you think? I mean, for with if you could sell it with takeout, or do you yeah, really I need... I mean, pe- if we could sell, like, margaritas to go, Yeah, I, I think it would help. Yeah. We can sell wine and beer, but, you know, this is not... You know, we, I mean, we sell a little beer, but it's really not that much. Um... So liquor sales are, are important. I mean, I have so many things to say about that. You know, they they extended our deadline to pay our liquor sales, our liquor, our liquor license for the year. But we haven't been able to get any revenue from liquor sales in four months. So just it doesn't I haven't paid for our liquor license yet. Is it prorated? Uh, is it what? Is it prorated at all? I mean, it's not prorated. <laughs> it should be prorated, and really? that's one of the things that I am planning to ask because we shouldn't pay a full liquor license when we have not been able to operate. I mean, I get that they need the revenue, but we also need the revenue. We don't have the revenue to pay it. Um, mm. That so seems silly that it hasn't been at least prorated, if anything. I mean, it's already ridiculous that y'all can't they, sell liquor. They gave us a, uh, an extended, an extension on the deadline. Yeah. Like that was going to make a difference. What difference is that? Right, exactly. Well, okay, so, and then, you, yeah, so that that push is just, that failed. You know, we're really behind in North Carolina, by the way, because I, I don't, I can't even think of another state where I've talked to an owner in the last couple of months yes. where they weren't able to sell liquor take out at least <laughs> temporarily are. because of all this our abc board is just way antiquated way antiquated um sorry folks if you're not but that's just i mean that's just i don't think there's any any way anybody could argue with that um well okay so you had your patio seating so let's talk about something that maybe has got something positive what how many people can you sit out there and how did it go so we have one two three four five six tables in the patio they're all six feet apart uh so we were able to sit six tables out here we only did one sitting uh so we had a seven thirty sitting we ended up sitting some folks inside the um inside the bar uh but that was only you know a, a very few groups uh because we didn't you know as soon as we opened up reservations for the dinner in, immediately i mean we only had six tables outside so immediately just it filled out so we had a few people that would want to sit inside um we you know i've been gardening in this patio since the beginning of quarantine 
Um, and we've been wanting to figure out a way to gather some folks out here in a safe environment, in a safe way. So yesterday was our attempt to doing that. Uh, I think it went well. Uh, it was um, it was beautiful to see people in the building. Um, the patio looks really gorgeous. I'll send you a picture of it. Um, it was hard in the in the sense that you know we haven't done dining in a while, so it, it was a little hard because of that. And, what do you uh, mean hard? Hard uh, to get it like just to. It, to for the process of making it work hard emotionally what do you mean no i think in di- th- there's different levels of hard i mm. think that you know for the i think there's an extra level of sensitivity around um dining in mm. that requires so much more attention and staff to make it work. I think that's hard. Uh, I think that uh, seeing what this place used to be like and being so limited to what it can be is hard. Um, and just, you know, like just service, service movement is hard on the body. Yeah, especially when you haven't done it in a while. Uh, Plus, you're doing it all on the patio, and you're but you're cooking downstairs, right? So you're up and down the stairs. Exactly. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Mm. So, but but I mean, I think it, I think it was successful. I think everybody had a good time. I think we did a good job at keeping everybody safe. Uh, I'm not sure uh, how often we can do this. You know, we. We have committed kitchen staff because we've been able to keep them on payroll since we closed by the miracle of the universe. Mm. But the front of the house, they're all gone. They're all collecting $900 of unemployment or close to that on a weekly basis. So none of them are ready to come back to work. Yeah, but doesn't that end in a couple of weeks? Uh, it should be, and yeah. I'm really curious what's going to happen once that happens. Yeah. Um, but so you know, like that that's been that's been a little um, interesting to see. Like, who are we going to get? You know, I, I feel like we have a pretty loyal staff um, that is willing to help. Um, but I think you know to make this be a thing um i think that's going to be a little bit more complicated complicated because you think people are won't want to come back either way because they're concerned about their health or i think both i think i think some people are not going to want to come back to work i think there is you know i mean we are in the middle of a pandemic so people are out there in the world exposed so just yesterday alone, we had one of the people that was going to come to work that has no work here in a while call me and said, hey, my mother-in-law just tested positive. She has been quarantining with us, taking care of her kid. I should probably not come into work. And I said, and this is like three o'clock before we were supposed to have a dinner service at seven. 
Mm. So I was like, absolutely, yes, stay home. I hope you're safe. And then we had to figure out how we were going to do service. Mm. Um, but like that is a thing that, you know, it's it's going to happen on the regular. Yeah, it is. Until um, we get some kind of a vaccine, who knows when that'll be. Exactly. Um, exactly. So, well, <clears throat> so I think operating operating under the circumstances that we're in and on top of that having to deal with people being exposed trying to get them a test you know like who else was exposed here in the restaurant we have been working since the end of april we are taking temperatures people are wearing masks you know we're keeping social distance as best as we can while we're cooking and prepping and doing all that stuff and even with that we have not had an outbreak in the restaurant with our staff but our staff have family members that are working in other places where they don't have a lot of regulations and they have been exposed and they have gotten sick Mm. and every time somebody gets sick it's really traumatic for the whole team because then everybody's questioning well were we being safe enough now we all need to get tested again and it's just like how do you work when that is hanging over your shoulders? You know, like it's hard. It's it's traumatic and it's like a never ending experience. So we've had to deal with that several times. You know, thankfully what we are doing is really keeping us safe, but unless we are all in quarantine, you are gonna be exposed. And the amount of exposure that there is right now, it's 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 everywhere. Yeah. Oh, it, yeah, for sure. Um, so, like, planning dinner service on a regular basis when we don't know who's going to be able to show up to work, mm. it's hard, you know? <laughs> I mean, running an independent restaurant is already one of the hardest things to do, and now you throw all this in. It's just like, God, they, you, that's... Uh, crazy the amount of daily fluctuations of you know what's happening how many people are getting sick you you really i mean you you talk about taking things one day at a time it's like you're having to do it now like one hour at a time one one Uh, minute at a time very accurate it's like one hour at a time like who's well what can we do with the people that we have is it even worth doing you know like those are questions that Mm. we are Every day, every day. And we had to change so much of what we were doing. Uh, so, yeah. Well, um, I spoke with Sean Stokes on Friday. Just put his episode up. He's in Durham. He's at Lunar Rotisserie, and he's in Durham in Carborough. And um, his father was an HVAC in the HVAC business for his career. And so Sean has kind of got a little experience in that space and he's working on a proposal. I think he's met with the mayor in Durham a couple of times now, but in an, in an effort to do everything possible to make people feel both customers and employees feel as comfortable as is possible right now inside. He's got a proposal he's working on that has to do with, um, number one, I think using, um, UV light, uh, in the air ducts to, um, it's what they use in hospitals and in other places, but putting UV lights in there to kill off the virus. 
mm-hmm. uh, increasing the airflow through the uh, hood system um, so that you're getting more fresh air coming in and uh, a few other things. So, you know, it's, um, it, it sounds very interesting. In fact, I've, he's going to send me the updated proposal. I'll shoot it on to you. Um, it, you know, who knows what will happen, but if it's, if it, if it gets adopted, it could be something that at least makes people feel you know, a little bit better about being inside. Cause the other thing you have right now, especially in the South is this damn heat and humidity. It's hard for people. Oh I mean, God. you know, like I want to go sit outside, but not when it's 94 degrees outside. Oh, I hear you. We were, <laughs> you know, like we've been, we've been since April, since the end of March, like, okay, maybe we can like work something at the patio. And then by the time that we finally, like we're able to like get our stuff together and figure it out, it's like 90 degrees. So yesterday yeah. we had, dinner series people were excited to be here were grateful and and everything but it was hot yeah it's, well it was hot yep yeah no it's it's super hot right now and that's that's true in just a lot i mean look we're you know right smack in the middle of summer it's true in a lot of places in the country and then the flip side of that is what happens when you know i guess you can you can heat a patio um of course you can't even think that far ahead right now like you said it's not even no, no, it's no. it's <laughs> One hour at a time. <laughs> so, okay. Well, tell me about Ex Voto. I mean, you you've been trying. You and Marshall been trying to get that place open f- forever. For two years. Because of the and the delays have been. You know, it's part of um, for folks listening that it may have not heard any of Angela's other episodes or Marshall's episodes. It's in Durham Food Hall, and Durham Food Hall has been. You know, yeah. There's just been some delays uh, for quite some time. So, but y'all are open now, aren't you? Yes. So, congrats. We, uh, thank you. <laughs> I mean, thank there's you. something positive there. At least it finally happened. Not under these circumstances, would you have hoped? But it, it you, you got it open. So I, I give you, a, I give it you a, a cheers for that. Yeah. Still a push, but uh, yeah, we got it open. Uh, we uh, wanted to not open for all mm. the obvious reasons, but we had to start paying rent, and uh, these has had been already delayed for two years that um, we had to change our concept. So we're not making masa like we wanted to make masa because we, once again, could not um, commit to hiring somebody full-time mm. besides the our chef who was already hired when we didn't know what kind of business we were going to do. Yeah. So we had to shift. It was like, what can we do quickly with the smallest staff possible? Um, so we're making burritos at the moment. We are offering about uh, four different kinds of burritos, some chips and dips. And every once in a while they have, you know, like special wings or a hot dog. Just trying to have fun, uh, trying to be efficient. Uh, it's going okay. You know, I think that the reality of the whole is that when, when, when we sign up to to do this, the possibilities with its location were tremendous. Isn't it in an but office park? We are not talking about that anymore. You know, it's it's not it's not what we sign up for. It's a completely different situation. So, trying to make it work has not been easy. Um, but we have been open for a month and a half. Uh, remind me, Angela, is that in an office park? 
No. No. Exvoto is in the Durham Food Hall, which is located off Fluster Street in downtown in downtown Durham. Oh, it is in downtown. Uh, okay. Right across the farmer's market. Okay. I, c- I knew it was in Durham Food Hall. I just couldn't remember where that was located. For some reason, I thought it's, it was in some kind of an office it's park. It's a okay. sweet, sweet location. Okay. It okay. really is. Um, lots of construction, lots of residential places beautiful walking um lots of really great other businesses around it really will it really is a great location and um you know under other circumstances we would be booming because because the place is gorgeous if you if you find yourself in Durham, you should stop by yeah. they did a really great job with the design and the, and the interior design and the space um but it's just you know we're just operating in a completely different um setup because of of the current um the current pandemic were y'all able to, um, I know you said you had to start paying rent because obviously they opened and they needed you to, but I mean, did they make adjustments for that or? Um, nope, no, no adjustments. Yeah, okay. Hmm. Yep. Man. Um, okay. Let's take a step back. Big okay. picture. Um, you're, you're, you know, day to day, hour to hour, just hustling hard. Uh, doing everything you can, being creative, giving back to your community with these school lunches. Um, how are you, big picture, Angela, in terms of, are you able to take care of yourself mentally, physically? Are you getting what you need? Um, I think that you know, these hard, hard stop was something that I needed personally. I'm sure that a lot of people probably feel the same way i know i needed a full stop mm-hmm. uh, i mean you know this 2020 before pandemic had already been a hard year for me uh and i was questioning the bigger picture of my life mm-hmm. and how this business uh was informing and and making me um move in the world mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you know, but uh, I had been in negotiations with my partner, my business partner here at Centro, for two years previous to 2020. Um, and, you know, negotiations for a buyout are hard. Yeah. Uh, and this was my uncle, who's yeah. somebody that I love and respect. And, for, for a long, long time, and all of that was really challenging and really, really draining and emotionally uh, exhausting. So I had been doing that for two years prior to 2020. We were finally able to uh, settle and close in October of last year. Hmm. In order for me to be able to make that work, I had to take a huge loan. Uh, which I did, um, and we finished 2019. So I had a lot of big ideas and and plans and hopes for the future because I had already pre-committed myself to this business and this building for the long haul by myself now. Right. 
and 2020 just started really challenging Mm. you know like losing some key staff members uh, having to do a lot of work that i hadn't done in a while like physical work here at the restaurant so i was already really really in a hard place and i had been praying Mm. like on my knees like literally like praying and meditating i need an answer i need to figure out What's the next thing I need to do? What do I do? What do I do? Like, and then like the pandemic hits, <laughs> mm. and it was you know it was it was sudden. It was scary, um, but I think that for me, I it it really came as an answer to that that what do I do? You know, like I need space to think. I need space to. Um, process to really make some bigger bigger picture decisions um so i've been trying to really listen pay attention to um what is important to me um what is important to my family how do i want to spend my days and the rest of my you know i've already been here for 12 years so is the next 12 years going to look the same? All, all those things. Yeah. And I've been quarantining with my two teenage daughters. Mm. Mm. Uh, so, you know, I have been trying to be mindful of how I'm spending my days, trying to be as healthy as I can. Uh, but it's been a season that has been just, it just keeps on giving things to grief you know it was not just closing for the pandemic but then protests start happening with this you know bigger bigger movement then the riots happened we had some damage so like had to deal with that and it just it's been feeling like a loss over loss over loss Mm. um and then, you know, I mean, locally, we've had some serious, serious issues in our community, in our industry community. And yeah. that has also been exhausting and difficult to deal with. So mm. it's just, you know, it's been a season of grief and loss in ways that I don't think that we could have ever anticipated. Um, so the fact that we are close has, in a way, for me, allowed me to be able to 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 deal with these other blows in a much more uh, generous way sure i don't know if that even makes sense it but makes 100 percent sense um it absolutely does and you clearly um not for under these circumstances but but needed that and the reason i asked that question is i just i think about, worry about, pray for all the owners that we serve because you just rattled off these things that, you know, you've, y'all restaurant owners have been hit with like everything right through this, like every main uh, national headline has, you know, in some ways, in many ways, very significantly impacted y'all. I mean, you had to close, then you've got, um, you know, people coming in um, at, you know, X 
50% capacity, depending on where you are, which is not sustainable, 50% or whatever it is. And then you get this other wave, and now people are getting more anxious again. They're talking about locking stuff down again. You get protests that lead to damage. All these, you know, restaurants get damaged that, uh, ironically, you're, you're, I mean, gosh, y'all give more to your communities and, you know, collectively than uh, almost any other industry. So, um, I, I ask that and, you know, heartfelt because I, I, I worry about y'all. I, it, it, I hope that you and your peers are, are able to find through this the time you need um, somehow to get, you know, take care of yourself mentally, take care of yourself physically and get what you need because y'all are, um, you got a lot on you. And uh, you have a lot of people that love you. You have a lot of people that um, support you. You have a lot of, you know, team members that look to you for leadership and um you know the the society is asking a lot of you and your peers right now um but and i'll say this well it, it's always it that has always been the case yeah and and it is an unsustainable unrealistic role for us mm. um i think that you know for me i have always tried my very best to give my staff the best um, support that I can give them. Um, And sometimes I've been able to do that successfully and sometimes I haven't. Um, But I think that the other thing that this time is brought is brought clarity for me is we need to condense and refocus Mm. Um, because this thing of being so many things for so many people is not something that I can personally continue to do. It's come at a great cost already to me and to my family. Mm. Um, So that I already know. You know, um, so how how is that translate into the future of how we do business? I'm not sure yet. I'm kind of sensing my way up around it. Um, but these like generous giving of resources and my energy to the community is not something that I can continue to do. That I know, yeah. not because I don't care for my community, not because I don't care, you know, to have a beautiful, like, diverse, vibrant city. I think I've done my, my part to contribute to that already. Um, but there, um, yeah, so that's kind of like where I am right now, what who's going to be here when all of this is done in terms of my peers. I, I hope that all of them are, cause they're all amazing. And, and some of the harder times that we've gone through, we actually have gone through together. We have a beautiful collective text group text that, you know, shares everything, all the good, all the hard, all the beautiful, all the funny. And that has been also a little bit of a lifeline for for me, at least, to oh, know that there's a group of folks that are in the same place that I am. And that if anything, I could vent 
my rage or my despair to them and they will understand it in their bones. Sure. Absolutely. No, y'all have a wonderful supportive community of um, restaurant people there in Raleigh. And there have been some things lately that have been very, very hard outside of um, the stuff that's been happening nationally. So you've been on my mind. You've been in my prayers. Um, there are a lot of people that care a lot about you and the, the um, and your team. And I'm one of them. And I am very glad to catch up with you. I'm very glad to hear your voice. I'm very glad to know that you've used this time wisely and um, not surprised, but I'm glad that you're focused on making sure that you're taking care of you going forward because you have done a lot for your community and you've been a great role model for your community and you'll continue to be. Um, but we, you know, we can only do those things for so long and, and um, uh, that mantle gets, you know, that gets passed along to another generation of folks and, um, if you, you, you have to take care of you or, um, you know, you won't be around to take care of anybody, you know? So, <laughs> that's um, right. I mean, that's, it's just, like you said, not sustainable. So I'm, I'm glad. I, I really hope that everybody that's, you know, every owner that's listening to this is having that time, uh, cause it is so important and y'all, you know, it's like the whole thing with grabbing the oxygen in the plane, you know, they say, if you got kids with you, you got to get it first so you can be there to take care of them. And the instinct yeah. is always like, Oh, my kid, I got to give it to my kid. But you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta be there to take care of them. You got to give them what they need only if, when you get what you need first. So that's not been an easy task for anybody the last few months. Your industry in particular has been extraordinarily challenging. Uh, and particularly folks like you and a lot of your peers there in Raleigh and in so many communities around the country where you've just given and given and given for so long. So, um, Angela, I just, I think the world of you and I appreciate you taking the time as always to do this and um, I, I'll let you roll but you know you know where I am um, if you need anything I'm always here thank you Will the best All right. thanks for always uh, staying in touch I really appreciate it yeah appreciate you have a good one tell everybody I said hey alrighty well bye bye alright see ya